Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. So we're going to start off with our first interview. We have been lucky enough um, to have Professor Carol and Ben on the show before, and it is always. Um, really a privilege to have her because she's so busy and because of the kind of work she does and how many people she helps. So for her to take time to spend with us on the show is so greatly and deeply appreciated. Professor Carol Ann Ben heads up an internationally accredited multidisciplinary breast cancer center at Netcare Mill Park Hospital. She lectures at Wits University and in 2002 she established the Breast Health Foundation. She wrote an article in Buddies for Life, Why Me? And that is a question many of us ask when we are first diagnosed. Um, and Professor Carol Ann Ben looks and investigates um, and shares her knowledge on genetic testing. So I'm absolutely delighted to um, have uh, Professor Ben on the show. Um, welcome and thank you once again for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure. So I really love the way you started. And I mean, I set up the Buddies magazine a while ago, literally around that exact same concept is we saw it in COVID, we see it now and no one, and you see it with people going through cancer diagnosis, the horror and the trauma that happens in this world. There's no excuse when it's people on people, but sometimes things happen that we don't have control on. So I know when, when we went through the SARS-CoV-2, I was also like you, I'm a really try and see the positive in life and give something for a type person. And with the continual trauma of listening to the numbers increasing every day as I was working in the government units. And what I did was not that we're not aware of happening, but I switched off all media and social media and I reaffirmed with playlists and music and, you know, prayer for some people, whatever it is so that you can maintain, your sense of joy because if you put some form of joy into the planet I honestly have to believe it has to have some purpose so mm. I mean my my previous fellow was from Israel and I contacted in with her and she's had to stop her breast unit and go work in trauma and her husband's been conscripted there's trauma and terror going on but I want to take a step aside and and I'm not stepping away from anything and talk about it's the same thing when someone goes through a cancer diagnosis. So you have to choose. And one of the articles I wrote in, in Buddies is ghost busting. Pick your team around you really carefully of friends and family. So you're not continually, every time you go onto Google around something, it brings up the same type of what you're looking for all the time. The first thing to know is that breast cancers are slow growing. When you have a diagnosis, do not rush into treatment. Go for second opinions. No, take the affirmation it's your body, not the doctor's. And take time with decisions. When you make a diagnosis, you should not be, when, when someone sees something concerning on a mammogram, there's no such thing as an emergency biopsy. Understand the cost. So I have a non-profit clinic I run now on a Thursday morning. I saw four ladies, thank goodness, who uh, three of them were, were told that they need to spend fortunes because they definitely had a cancer. They didn't have a diagnosis. They were not on a medical aid. And we have systems in place to organize that they can get a, a core needle biopsy and get the diagnosis, and then it gets discussed in a multidisciplinary environment. So understand the costs. Understand that healthcare should be Irrespective of no medical aid or medical aid, there should be an equal, 
an equal amount of good care for every person, and that is very important. Breast cancer treatment today is not about rushing in and taking both your breasts off, even if you have genetics like BRCA. We know that the survival is actually better if you do a breast-saving operation, and if you've got strong family history and you get diagnosed with a breast cancer, it's important to understand that the treatment of that cancer takes priority over the concepts of just take out all the tissue. So I think we need to understand that today we personalize cancer treatment. It is about de-escalation of treatment, less is more, um, not rushing in, understanding that each person is different, each cancer is different, and working out a personalized treatment plan for each person. And then also to understand as post-treatment, you go through the trauma of the event that the really important is survivorship and surveillance, the passport of helping you get on with life when you have had a significant trauma. Hmm. Wow, Prof, that's so much. Thank you for that. Let's take a quick break. We're going to be right back. Please stay with us. Hi, FM, your station of choice since 2008. Thank you so much for staying with us. This is the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. I'm Nikki Seberini and I have Professor Carol Ann Ben on the show today. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and um, Professor Ben, so much that you said um, just before the break and as you said, there really is this new way, first of all, seeing everyone um, as individuals, personalized treatment, but also making the decision, not rushing into decisions. Um, you know, I've, I've had, and not so recently, I would say when I first started um, uh, hosting this show, um, we would have some cancer warriors who spoke about a deep regret because they felt that they were rushed into treatment, rushed into um, removing their breasts, rushed into all sorts of things. And, and, and it seems to have changed. And especially what, what you're saying. Um, and I think that's such an important message for us to convey, convey today is that rush, that panic, um, with, with that initial diagnosis. Um, the less is more, the personalized approach. Um, and and I think the thing, the thing for me is what happens is it's so traumatizing that you think, oh, I've got a cancer, I need to get rid of it, I need yes. this. And, and it's actually not so. How do cancers start? So I talk about a little bit in the YME article, but, you know, each time a cell divides, there's a little break in one of the DNAs. And if you have a couple of breaks in the DNA, then you have this little cancer plant, this little will grow. And the environment around it are what we call our tumor microenvironment, which a lot of us are studying at the moment. The hyena cells then try and kill the cancer. And when they can't do that, and there's a, a misbalance between the environment around the cell and the cell, that's when it grows into a little cancer. And so it takes a while to happen. And I want to encourage people to question your doctors. Stop putting the medical profession on a pedestal. Doctors mm. are people just like anyone else. Uh, I get horrified when I see transactional medicine or medicine where it's not looking at a patient as part of a service profession and saying, how can you help as opposed to how much can you charge? So we need to be aware that access to care is critical we need to look at our opinions. We need to see our options and always insist that there's a 
good, strong, multidisciplinary team that is helping with the decision making. When someone tells you, you have to see this doctor and you've got to go there and we only refer here and you need this done today, that's when you should have alarm bells. Because I'll tell you what's interesting is our head of IT recently presented in Korea and we did an article on pre, during and post COVID looking at age, stage and biology of presentation. And there was no difference in who presented and what age and what type of cancer. But uh, uh, I think a UK and a US-based um, unit looked at time delays. So, for example, somebody had a cancer diagnosis and couldn't access treatment during COVID. And they noticed that up to six months, there was no change in outcome. Now, we're not encouraging people to wait for six months for their cancer. But what we are saying from that data is that nothing has to be managed here today, one, two, three, block me, rush in and do this. Because mm. then it's a bit like bungee jumping into a river and you just so traumatized you come out the other end and you're not quite sure what you did and why you did it and you have have the sequelae thereafter. So uh, holistic care, understanding it's about you and your family and um what are we doing and how are we taking all this into consideration? I mean, I have a lot of ladies who've got kids' holidays now and midterm breaks and only doing their surgery in November. Or, for example, kids doing matric and they're doing their, starting their treatment post the matric exam. So it's about working out what is sensible and safe and making sure that you participate. I often say to people when you're diagnosed with a breast cancer, we're so traumatized by it. But, you know, we live in Joburg every day and it's technically more dangerous being a woman in this town than for a lot of ladies when they're diagnosed with an early stage cancer. So go one step at a time and mm. look at all your options. What's interesting is um, we, in fact, I'm presenting in two weeks time an, another paper on, on little old ladies with lazy cancers, and I see lots of them. And we actually put them on hormone tablets and then we freeze the cancers. We cryo them. So we don't even operate anymore. So there's such changes happening and it's about small bites, pick your team around you, be careful on negative pressure, social media around everything. I mean, obviously we, we don't need to consider that we, we don't live in Disney world. The world is there and real and very frightening, but having the support structures of people around you goes a long way to helping with decision making. Hmm. You know, hearing this kind of advice, the sage advice from someone in the medical profession, this is what you do, this is, you know, this is what you've dedicated your life to is incredibly encouraging because I'm sure there are people out there right now who are waiting for results or who maybe just received a diagnosis, who are feeling overwhelmed, panicked, feel like they have to make these quick decisions. And so thank you for that. I think very important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and remember that if people don't have access to medical funding, they can contact the unit as well. I'm very fussy about life is about giving forward. And we want to make sure that everyone has access to good care. Okay. Just, just absolutely amazing. So before we do say goodbye to you, because I know you're very busy, buddies for life, you wrote this incredible article, The Why Me? 
Um, yeah. and, and I really encourage everyone to go to read the article, these amazing articles. Well, you're talking about genetics. Um, and with, with the why me. And what I found so interesting as well, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier, you know, if there is the BRCA, because that is the most obvious when we think about it, the BRCA, I think it's the gene one yeah. and the gene two. And, you yeah. know, do you then have your breasts removed? But in this yeah. article, actually, what you talk about is even if you have, even if you know genetically, and you were saying it's so difficult to read and interpret everything, but actually sensible living. You know, eating correctly, exercising, not drinking, not smoking, what, whatever, whatever, what your, ever your genetics looks like, that sensible way of eating goes a very long way. So, so what's interesting is there's just really recently in the last two weeks been a publication. We used to say 60 to 85% of people with BRCA1 and 2 will develop a cancer, breast cancer, but yeah. now it actually seems to be much lower. And I think it's partly because, and again, in the last two days, there's been a very good article on, on exercise decreasing cancer risk significantly. So I'm not saying screen, keep a close eye, et cetera, but it's not about just going in and taking breasts off. Or if you bracket two, it's many different cancers that you're at risk for. So you screen properly, exercise, eat well. You can't take your pancreas out. You can't take your skin off. Just make sure that you go for your screening and lifestyle plays a huge role. Mm. Professor ben, ben, before I say goodbye to you, it is Mental Health Awareness Month as well. The mind plays such an important role. We started off talking about exposing oneself to negative news, yeah. the kind of impact and yeah. how sick that can make you. In your opinion, in your profession, you know, you, someone can have some kind of predisposition or they can, it can show up in a gene and they don't get the cancer. Um, and I'm sure there's so many unanswered questions around that, but what are, in your opinion, the, the importance of the mind? Hundred, so, so, so important. So I actually, uh, I've got lots of backdated on the buddies because I've done all, all the magazines and when we set it up. So on the one of the backdates, I've, I've written something called Winnie the Pooh and it's about managing healthcare crises, but it's a concept of understanding your personality type, understanding your what and we're all different and we all have different personality types. And then you've got to surround yourself with people who help you with your weaknesses because we all have them. So I'm mm. extremely anxious. Okay. So that is, so then when you understand you, you can go a long way to understanding how you can buffer yourself so that you can manage day to day. And that yeah. we, we've got to work on with our children, with our families, with this absolute trauma that's going on in the world at the moment in terms of what you expose yourself to, to, to make sure it doesn't influence your ability to perform. So, so that you're so frightened that you actually can't focus. You have that sense, sense of continual dread. And whether it's a healthcare crisis, a cancer diagnosis, trauma in your family, Make sure you understand your strengths and weakness and buffer yourself with people who improve, help out with those weak areas that you have. That's so important. Sure. Thank you. And, and I encourage everyone to look for those articles. Are they all there? How does that work? Absolutely. Um, so I, yeah? Look, I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a techno moron, oh. but I think if you go into, if you go into buddies, 
You'll be able to see the back data thing because the magazine's for free. And you can just go, I write under Umbrella Call Under the Knife. And in fact, all of them have all been put together now. Hopefully, we'll launch it as a book next year. But the concept is it's there for people to read. My relaxation is to write. And I try to write in analogies because I get how trauma life and medicine is to explain things in ways that make it easier for people to understand. So there are lots of them there. And the one on Winnie the Pooh talks about dealing with health crises. Okay. And dealing with any crisis. Okay. Amazing. 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 Thank you so much. Uh, as I said, your time is precious. You do amazing work. I interview people and people who have interacted with you rave about you. You touch people's lives on so many levels. Thank you so much, Professor Ben. We really do appreciate you for, for everything that you do. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. You take care. Okay, Thanks bye. and you too. Bye-bye. Professor Carol and Ben, if you know, listen back to the, her words. Just listen back to her words. When you're feeling completely overwhelmed with your diagnosis, with your treatment, with where you are, just listen to those sage words, what she has said. And this is coming from someone in the medical profession. And these are very important words that we need to have repeated. So I encourage you, go along to Buddies for Life. So it's buddiesforlife.co.za. Articles are there and all her articles, her, her past articles as well, and many other articles as well. I really do encourage you. And go to the Winnie the Pooh one. Look at the mind. Look at who you are. Look at your state, your mental, your emotional state. They all play an integral part whilst you are on this journey and throughout your life.